What's up, guys? Welcome back to Just Like Other Girls. It's me, Shannon Fiedler, your host, and as always, excited to chat with you about everything that's on my mind. And there's a lot on my mind right now. Uh, I am so close to my wedding, which I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing me talk about the wedding. So good news for you guys. Uh, I'm almost done talking about it until I inevitably become one of those girls who posts all of my wedding photos for like every possible occasion I could ever think of. Like my best friend's half birthday or my dad's favorite baseball team wins the national championship. Is that even a thing in baseball? I don't know, but whatever. And then I just like post a picture of us for the wedding and I'm like, ah, you're the best dad or whatever. But really it's just an excuse to post more photos from the wedding. So look, at least I'm cognizant of it. I don't want to become that person, but I know the pipeline and I know that I inevitably will be doing some of that. So spoiler alert for my content over the next 17 years, <laughs> who knows? Who knows how it's gonna go? But anyway, I'm so close to my own wedding, so that's been consuming a lot of my mind. I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but I quit my nine to five job and I am full-time this comedian. So podcast, content, stand-up, writing, acting, all of it. Um, so that's been like a life change. There's just a lot going on. But because of that, I feel like I am, well, I feel. I am very much in my feels. I feel like things are hitting my emotional sensors at a level 300. And I already, I my baseline is like a level 200. You know what I mean? Like I feel, I think I feel my emotions extra deep or something. I'm very sensitive. I'm a very emotional person. And I cry a lot. And that's why I wanted to take this entire episode to talk to you about crying and how much I love crying. I love crying. I really do. I love crying so much. I think it feels amazing. And sometimes I seek it out. You know what I mean? Sometimes I like do things specifically because I know they're going to make me cry. And I just think nothing feels better than five minutes after you've cried. And, and I don't just mean like, oh, I teared up at like the, no, I mean like cried, like full on ugly mascara running down the cheeks, heaving body sobs. The feeling after that, it's like yoga for the soul, I think. I genuinely do. Because look, I am not a believer in bottling up your emotions, whatever you feel, wear it on your sleeves, tell anyone who will listen about it, journal about it, feel it fully. I'm a big believer in that. And crying is, I guess, like the ultimate manifestation of that, of like feeling your emotions through and through. And I like to, well, let me, let me, let me take it back a second. It doesn't take much to make me cry. I think that is something that is important to note. I cry at most movies. I cry at a lot of TV shows. I cry watching the Today Show every morning because I'm a geriatric housewife because I literally watch the Today Show every single morning and I do the New York Times crossword puzzle with Pat. So I belong in a nursing home. But every morning there is some human interest story on the Today Show that has me choking up at least a little bit. Um, I cry at commercials. I cry at songs. I cry at beautiful things that I happen to see in the street. Like, I'm not kidding you. It does not take much to make me cry. 
I went to my friend's wedding a couple years back and afterwards she told me that I cried more than her mom during the ceremony. I don't know if I should be mortified or so proud of myself for that. I like haven't decided yet, but all I know is that I wept through that. I weep through every wedding. Like I go to weddings where I am truly just a plus one. It's like Pat's family friend that I've never met before. And I'm just at the wedding and the bride comes out and just like the mention of the the thought of a bride coming out. I am full tears, like, like shoulders high because I'm trying to keep in my cry because I know people are going to be like, you don't even know this person. Why are you crying? But I just, I love the idea of emotional things and thinking about other people having emotional experiences makes me emotional as well. Which I think is is why we all love watching rom-coms or those sappy movies. Now, this is a very different cry than a sad cry. And I, I want to specify there are two types of cries. There's an emotional, like happy, nostalgic, I sort of have a smile on but I'm crying cry. And then there's tragic, I'm upset cry. And that could come from pain, physical or mental or emotional. Like that is... That's a very different cry. I love them both. I want to be very clear about that. One of them, I obviously like a little bit more. I like crying when I'm happy because I like being happy more than I like being sad. But when I'm sad, that's when I think I need the crying the most. One of the best things about living in New York City is that you would think it would be hard to find a place to cry in New York because it is so crowded at all hours of the day, every day of the week, consistently there are people around. And that actually makes it probably the best place to cry because you can fully break down in public, like ugly sobs, like yelling, screaming, snot coming out of your nose, and no one's gonna stop you. (laughs) No one is going to stop to see if you're okay. Uh, So there's that too. So if you want condolence, then maybe that's not the place. But if you just want, if you are experiencing something and you just need to cry and you happen to be on the street of New York, it's actually an amazing place to cry. You're surrounded by people and everyone is just like letting you have your moment. I have had full on mental breakdowns on Lexington Avenue more times than I can count. I don't know why Lexington. It just seems to be a good place to cry for me. I guess Um, most of the time that I've cried on Lexington Avenue, I've been on the phone with my mother. It's not that my mom is making me cry. I think I should make that very clear. Uh, It's that I am trying to explain to her how I feel about something. And in the act of saying it out loud, my body can no longer contain the emotion within me. And so then I just start crying. And because I'm on the phone, I'm already talking loud. So then I'm talking louder. So then I'm like screaming on the phone. Um, One time I was doing this, I was walking home from work, just like sobbing to my, I don't want to call it weeping because weeping implies a grace and a beauty. I was like, like, like really physically involved in this cry and loudly crying and blubbering. Blubbering is the word I will use. There, There are many different types of cries and this was a blubber. And all of a sudden I like felt someone come up behind me and it was my friend's friend. So it's someone that like I knew, but quite tangentially, like we had been at the same parties and she was like trying to pass me and she's like, hi, I know this isn't a good time, but I just wanted to say like, hi. Cause I think she thought it would be weird if like she saw me and didn't acknowledge me, but I was like 
super cry yelling. So um, that was embarrassing, but you know what? She never brought it up again. And I've seen her many times. And I think that just goes to show you that everybody cries. And I know we know that, but I think some people like me embrace crying and, and some guys, sometimes I look forward to crying. Like I really do. I'm like, I'm going to cry soon. And it's going to be great. And then I think there are other people who try at all costs not to cry. And I just don't get that. Like it is such a release. It's like sneezing. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing worse than when you can't sneeze. There's nothing worse to me than when I'm feeling an emotion really strongly. And it could be joy. It could be anger. It could be sadness. It could be frustration. The frustration cry is a big cry. Tell, let me tell you. And I just feel like that emotion is like pounding within me. Like it's in my chest beating around like a firefly trapped in a bottle until I can finally cry. And then I find this like sense of calm. So maybe I don't even like the act of crying as much as I like what crying unlocks for me after the experience. So like I said, I cry very easily. Like once Christmas hits, goodbye, Shan, because every Christmas commercial makes me truly weep. Um, I will cry during most movies, like I said. Here's the funny thing about me. I love to cry. I love to tell people that I cry. I love to own my my tears like a badge of honor, like I'm a crier. Um, I hate when other people see me cry. I know it's a it's an oxymoron. It really is. It's like a little bit of a catch twenty two here. But even like my my family or Pat or my best friends, like I I hate crying in front of other people. And I, I've been trying to figure out why. Like I watched Father of the Bride with my parents and Pat the other day when we were home at my parents' house. And it's an emotion, it's an amazing movie, first of all. It's an emotional movie, even if you're not getting married within the month, okay? But when you're watching it with your own father a month before your wedding, you might feel the feels. And I knew I was going to cry. This movie made me cry when I was like 17 and marriage wasn't even on my mind. You know what I mean? Like I knew I was going to cry, but I could not bear the idea of other people. My parents and my fiance, they shouldn't even count as other people. They're just like extensions of me at this point. But I just like did not want to cry in front of them. Same thing at weddings. Like I, like I said, I love crying when the bride comes down the aisle. I love crying when they say, I may now pronounce you man and wife. I love crying during the father-daughter dance. I love, like, I, I love to cry during the wedding, but I don't want anyone to see me do it. And I, I don't know why. I think it's because this is me like trying to make sense of it. I think what it is, is that when you cry and someone else is not crying, you immediately become the center of the attention for that person who sees you cry that isn't crying. I love being the center of attention. Obviously, look at the career path that I have chosen. However, crying to me is something that is very personal, I guess. And so I actually don't want to share that experience with I don't want other people to see me do it. Like it's it feels it feels like something that I want to like have with just myself. I don't know. But that being said, you know, inevitably, like if you're marrying someone, you're going to watch movies with them that makes you cry. And so I've learned 
I've learned how to, I want to say I've learned how to cry comfortably in front of Pat. And I, I can't say that. I will say I have learned how to turn my face in such a way that I can't notice him noticing me cry. I understand that the psychology of this is bizarre and weird and probably needs to be unpacked, but whatever. Um, we watch a lot of Pixar movies because obviously we do. And obviously Pixar makes you cry. Uh, I've learned how to like hide myself in like the corner of our couch. <laughs> he knows I'm crying. Like I'm like a dog, you know what I mean? That's like feels ashamed for chewing the shoe. So they like think they're invisible when they go in the corner. I don't know. I don't know why I don't like other people seeing me cry. I really don't. But alas, I don't. I also, maybe I think it's because I don't want to have to worry about what I look like when I cry. And again, not that that shouldn't matter. It doesn't matter. But like an ugly cry, you can either have an ugly cry or you can have a beautiful cry. And like watching someone have like a weep or like a moment, like a glistening tear and like their face flushes with the emotion. Like some people really do look so angelic and beautiful and like a piece of art when they cry. And sometimes, and I don't want to say some people, I think everybody has the opportunity to be both a piece of art and something very terrifying when they cry. Um, and it depends, again, it depends on the cry. Like an emotional moment of watching a friend get married should be the beautiful cry. Uh, watching the movie 50-50 with Seth Rogen and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Don't ask me where that's where my mind went to for saddest movie, but it did. Uh, that's an ugly cry. No one should ever have to see me in that state. So, you know, I, I, I guess I never want to, I don't want to pass judgment on my own cries and be like, well, that was a beautiful cry, but like, you, I can't, I can't help it. I am one of those people who rewatches TV shows again and again and again and again. I often watch these shows just sort of, they're almost like wallpaper for me at this point because I've seen them so many times. I turn them on at the beginning of the day and I kind of leave them running as I do things around the house. So they're not getting my undivided attention by any means because I, I already know them by heart. For, for me, they're almost just like company. It's a weird thing, but there are a couple episodes of each show that I know are crying episodes for me. And when I know I am approaching those episodes in my rewatch, I make sure that I can give that episode my full undivided attention because the act of crying during those moments is so rewarding and refreshing to me. So the one example that I will give, and this is a spoiler alert for Gilmore Girls. So if you don't wanna know what happens in Gilmore Girls, uh, I understand that that show came out like 20 years ago, but if you don't want to know what happened in Gilmore Girls, fast forward ahead. But there was an episode of Gilmore Girls where Rory is waiting to find out if she got into Harvard and all she wants is to get into Harvard, blah, blah, blah. At the same time, Paris, her arch nemesis, uh, who theoretically should have gotten into every amazing school, finds out that she didn't get in to Harvard, her, her top choice as well. And this whole episode, every it's like punctuated by... Rory and Lorelai going to the mailbox and being like, are the acceptance letters here? They're not here yet. And like Kirk is the mailman. And so like he keeps like messing up the mail. There's, those are sort of like the, the mile markers of the episode. Like the pat, like we keep seeing them go to the mailbox and 
this is back in the analog days of college acceptance when it didn't happen over an email or a portal. It happened, you got it in the mail and you knew if you got into the school or not, depending on the size of your envelope. So the big envelope meant you got the welcome packet and then a small envelope meant you just got like a letter of rejection. So at the end of the episode, hell is broken loose. Paris has embarrassed herself. Rory has tried to stand up for her. It's like a very tense evening for the Gilmore girls. Lori, Lori, Lorelai and Rory come home from this event at the school and they stop at the mailbox. I'm going to cry just talking about it. <laughs> they stop at the mailbox and Lorelai opens it and she pulls out. She says, you got the big envelope. And then she pulls out, I'm literally starting to tear up. And then she pulls out a slew of big envelopes and she hands them to Rory and Rory has gotten into every school that she has applied for. And it's just this perfect moment of TV. It's a perfect moment of culmination for a 17 year old like Rory, who all she's ever cared about is what college she's gonna get into. She's such a glorious student and like, and this moment that they have together where they weren't expecting there to be any mail and they get it. And it's just, it makes my like lip tremble from crying. And I love it. I love that episode. I have even put that episode on outside of my Gilmore Girls rewatch when I am just like feeling a lot of emotion and I'm not crying naturally. So sometimes I have to like induce my cry. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's kind of like uh like I need to give myself a drug that'll make me cry, you know? So when I feel that, I, I will put that episode on for the sole purpose of I want to cry. And I, I do want to talk about that, like this feeling of like, I want to cry, but I like frustration is a big reason why I cry. And I think it's actually the best one. Because look, when you're sad, you have to cry. That is no surprise to anybody. When you think about crying, agnostic of everything else, I think you associate it with sadness, right? Like you cry because you're sad. That's sort of how it's been taught to us. And that is the most natural, I guess, expression of crying. You know, when you experience a loss or a death or a heartbreak or physical pain, or you don't get something you really wanted, like a job or an acceptance into something like those moments of crying, you do, you need to cry in those moments, obviously. Um, but that's just sort of like natural. I don't know, like that helps you work through the sorrow and the loss that you are feeling. Frustration cries and tired cries are so much more rewarding. So this is when you are stressed out beyond belief. You, you're doing too many things, you're exhausted, you're not sleeping well, you're worried about this, you're worried about that, things aren't going well at work, you have to like really, like that, you feel like your emotions are sitting right under your mouth. Like you, you're all the way up to your neck in your emotions and you don't know what to do with them. You could burst at the seams. And the manifestation of that bursting is the tears and the waterworks bursting out of your eyes. And that is, I love that so much. I really do. I really like, and I know that that sounds bananas, but those feelings of I'm stressed and I'm upset and I'm worried and I'm angry. It's like when you have this sort of like 
I don't know, cornucopia of emotions running through your body, the only thing that your body can do is cry. And this is the English major in me talking, but I think you are like literally flushing the system. You know, it's like water cleansing. You're like re-washing your body. You know what I mean? Like you, your insides, your soul, and you're getting all of that out. It's like the emotions are coming out of your tear ducts. This is, uh, I know this sounds insane, but I really mean it fully. Like that feeling of there was nothing left for me to do except to cry. The way that you feel after you do that, you feel the only way I can describe it is empty. Like you've used up everything inside you. It's almost hollow. And I don't mean that in like a disassociative way. I mean it in like, there's nothing, you've gotten all the emotion out and now you can like have a fresh, clean palette to start over from. So I'm going to like nerd out here for a second and use a theater Broadway musical reference uh, because that's who I am, obviously. Uh, But there is a song called Electricity in Billy Elliot. And Billy Elliot is a play about this amazing dancer. He's a young Irish boy and he ends up being this incredible dancer. None of that matters. But for the purpose, it matters very much for the play. But it doesn't matter for me right now. And the purposes of telling you this lyric Um But he says, the teacher asks Billy, what does it feel like when you're dancing? And he's like, I can't really explain it. And then he starts to like try and explain it through all these like metaphors. There's one that's always stuck with me, which is it's like when you've been crying and you're empty, but you're full. And that I think is the absolute best description of what it feels like to have been crying because you do... Like there's a physical exhaustion that I feel after I've had a good cry. You know what I mean? Like my body, it's almost like after a workout. So there's like some endorphin play going on. I don't know, no scientists, but I would imagine something like that. So you feel like emptied out, like you're out of gas because by the time you stop crying, it's because you have nothing left to cry. You know what I mean? There's no tears left. So there's an emptiness, but at the same time, you there's a fullness because you've finally gotten to express that emotion and that sort of like opposite feeling of being empty and full is like the feeling that I freaking live for and why I love to cry so much all this to say I think crying is the best you know I think it's funny because I think there are people who either love to cry like me or people who do everything that they can to avoid crying and I just want to say to the people who are like avoiding it give it a shot. (laughs) Like go out, do something really like go watch Marley and me. You know what I mean? Like pick a real crier of a film, you know, before that, give a quick listen to soon you'll get better by Taylor Swift, which was the first time that I listened to a song and had a visceral, I have to cry moment. Um, that wasn't related to like me equating the song to something in my personal life like I just heard that song and I immediately started sobbing the first time that I listened through the lover album so listen to the song rent Marley and me you know what I mean like look back on some memory like whatever you gotta do find a way to let yourself really cry and then go to bed just feeling peaceful and Don't tell people you're going to do it because when I tell people that I'm going to do that, they look at me like I have 17 heads and I think it causes some concern. So, you know, maybe keep it to yourself. Like I said, crying is a private thing. 
you know? But either way, uh, I hope you get a good cry in. Yes, I am wishing crying on all of you. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, like, there's nothing better than a good cry. So I, you know, and now as I'm like looking towards my wedding and thinking about how much waterproof mascara I'm going to need on that day, because I know I'm going to cry. I mean, like, I've been listening to the songs that we have picked out for like what our first dances or walking down the aisle and literally just listening to the songs on Spotify walking down the street, I'm crying. And, and so that's another, and you know, like I said, in New York, no one, no one looks at you when you're crying. So it's kind of, you know, it's good. But at the same time, I'm like, this is ridiculous. It's 11am on a Tuesday. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be crying now. As much as I love to cry, maybe this isn't the proper venue or moment, but hey, whatever it is. So I uh, expect more tears to come in my future soon. And I'm ready to embrace it. I'm, you know, you know how they always, you know how people always say in speeches, like, I promised myself I wasn't going to cry. Um, I've never once in my life done that. Oftentimes I'm like, I promised myself I would cry. So uh, looking forward to all of the tears that are going to come at my own wedding. <laughs> that is only me. Only I would look forward to that. Maybe you would too. Let me know. If you love to cry, tell me. Tell me about your favorite cry ever. I can't wait to hear it. Shoot me a message. We'll talk about it. But until then... This was just like other girls. Go get a good cry on. I'm Shannon Fiedler, and I'll talk to you next week.